0: What's up everybody you're listening to Trail Tales. my name is Kyle O'Grady and every single week on the show except for last week I a through hiker a peak bagger, a huge hiking nerd interview other through hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. Julia Sheehan, a very highly requested guest is on the show this week and as I just noted a few seconds ago, I didn't post an episode last week, and this conversation was actually recorded two weeks ago before I had decided not to post last week. As a result, it's kind of outdated. A lot of the things that we talk about in relation to her upcoming PCT through hike are outdated at this point, as I'm sure everybody listening knows, this whole thing with coronavirus has kind of exploded out of nowhere and is changing rapidly, you know, day to day, and so... I honestly just picked a bad week to skip so much has changed and the reason it was a bad week to skip the reason that this conversation in particular is kind of outdated parts of it are outdated i'll say is because we spend a decent amount of time talking about what would have been rockets 2020 pct through hike and since this conversation Things have obviously changed, and she even posted a video on her YouTube channel today saying that she probably won't be through hiking this year. And so that's my disclaimer there. Don't listen to this and think it was recorded yesterday and think she's being negligent, you know, continuing her thru-hike. She most likely won't be. And again, the timing is, it's interesting here because I felt like I needed to say something about this whole situation and how it's gonna be affecting the trail. But I'm not a medical professional, and honestly, I don't really know how it's going to affect the trail any more than anybody else does. But Rocket happens to be a nurse, okay? So she's a thru-hiker, she understands thru-hiking, and she's a nurse. She has a medical background and understands this coronavirus stuff a little bit more than I do, probably a lot more than I do. And because of that, and also because I want to hear her updated plans and let you guys know what those updated plans are, We are most likely going to do another episode next week. We haven't recorded it yet, so I don't want to 100% guarantee it, but we just talked about it and we just picked an evening later this week to record, so pretty sure it's going to happen. Fortunately, we didn't just talk about the PCT in this episode, we still talk about her Appalachian Trail through hike, and she tells a pretty funny story at the end of the episode as well, so... It's not all gonna be outdated, in, in fact, I for a second I thought about not even posting this episode, but because there's other stuff in there too, and because I skipped last week, I, I still want to put this out, so just keep in mind the PCT stuff outdated, everything else is good to go, and there will be an update episode most likely next week. With that said, I'm probably gonna keep this intro short, we're already at past three minutes here, so... If you're new, just go check out Trail Tales on Instagram at trailtalespod. If you want to listen to more episodes, trailtalespod.com is the place to go do that. And also check out my YouTube channel, which Rocket was very kind enough to uh, compliment later on in this episode. (laughs) Kyle Hates Hiking, that's my YouTube channel. Just search that, you'll find it. And there there will also be a link in the show notes. Folks, I think we're going to do it. Let's get into this episode episode number 68 with julia sheehan rocket appalachian trail class of 2019 all right what's going on everybody julia sheehan rocket is on the show a a very highly requested guest I'm very excited. So yeah, Rocket, thank you so much for taking the time today. I'm stoked.
1: Oh, me too. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Have you done many other podcasts?
1: Honestly, so I've done one other one, but it's not a hiking podcast. It's like a travel podcast. Okay. So this is only like my first legit like dirtbag hiker track <laughs> like, podcast. So I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, I I am as well. And like I said, a lot of people wanted to talk to you. Um, I mean, I've had people requesting you to come on the show Even, you know, back while you were still on trail, like, over the summer. And so I I was kind of, you know, vaguely following, like, your Instagram and your vlog and stuff. And I guess it just took this long before it happened. But but I think this is good timing because you are in that, like, transition period between the AT and the PCT. And I think this is a cool time to talk to people because I actually did an episode with IBTAT shortly after he finished the AT. And then we talked again like months and months later after like right after he finished the PCT and we were kind of able to talk about because you know before before um he went out to the PCT we were talking about you know what he was going to do differently and all this stuff and I was kind of able to like press him on some of that stuff like did you actually do things differently or you know I don't know it, it was just a cool dynamic and you know low-key kind of hoping to get you back on after you do the PCT as well and uh, we can kind of compare and contrast that but anyways yeah this is a this is a good time to talk so Before we get into all that stuff, before I get too far ahead of myself here, why don't you just explain, you know, who you are um, and, like, your hiking resume, that stuff. I'm sure a lot of people listening already know, but for those that don't, yeah. Who is Rocket?
1: Oh, man. So... Yeah, my hiking resume is, uh there's like one bullet on there and it's Appalachian Trail. <laughs> See, that's
0: why I, I kind of feel, like I, I I feel like a douche when I say like hiking resume and like, but I don't know, that's just the only thing I can think of whenever I like actually get around to recording these episodes. So no, maybe I, I should mean, choose a different term. I don't it know. only has
1: one bullet, but it's a good bullet. Yes, I you know mean That right. resume is packed in that one little job description with a lot of good stuff. So Certainly. No, I mean, I... uh I hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2019 successfully. Almost not, probably like every day I thought about quitting, but alas, I committed and uh, toughed through it. And uh, yeah, so and then this year I'll be setting on the PCT in under under two months, I think, or around two months. So
0: it was May. You said you're starting, right?
1: I am. I actually had to bump my start date back even further. I was starting late May, so now I'm start. I'm like in the last (laughs) three days of permit season. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I'm starting at the very end of May. So, um, I'll either fry or run very fast through the desert. So, we'll
0: see. <laughs> so, you're still going to try to go northbound, though?
1: Absolutely. I, I guess
0: that's that's probably kind of early to go southbound on the PCT still, right?
1: And I was even open to going southbound in late June, early July. However, the permit system, which I will not talk about because I have <laughs> my own issues with it. Uh, I wasn't I know able to tough. get a southbound permit. Yeah, so I am... Um, if a southbound permit opens, I could always switch it. Uh, the PCTA is super rad about. I trust me. I talked to the lady that works in the office four times the other day to get my permit switched, and she was super helpful. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I I'm not like super in tune with the permits. I mean, I I know a little bit just from talking to people on the show mostly, but um. Definitely not something I had to deal with, uh, on the AT, something I'm kind of thankful. I, I like, I, I get it, like, why they need to do it and stuff, but it definitely is a pain in the ass, too. I can, I can imagine, but sounds like you've got it all figured out. Um, are you, okay. So I, I gotta give some context to this question. First of all, I'm not doubting you when I say this. You're, t- you're talking to someone right now who started the AT on May 14th. So a pretty late start date as well. So I know that it's possible to start late and still finish, like, better than most people, honestly, but, the obvious question there with the late start date, assuming you 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 know you you keep uh, you you decide to go northbound still because it sounds like that might change. Um, assuming you decide to go northbound, are you kind of worried about the late start date? I know you you sounds like you understand that you're going to have to kind of hit the ground running. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, at first I was a little nervous because I had another friend that we were going to start uh, the week before. I don't want to give away like my actual start date. Just for the one crazy person out there like like, stalking everything very reasonable (laughs) but uh we were gonna start a week earlier and my job wouldn't release me from a contract that i'm in and of course i'm just so wanted but uh (laughs) so they wouldn't release me from the contract so i had to bump it back a week and my friend who was starting the, we were going to start together he's he's trying to actually move his date up so he's watching the permits uh because they open as people kind of get rid of their permits when they decide it's like not feasible to go. Mm-hmm. So he's looking to bump his start date up. So at that point, it's like, well, if I'm not starting with anyone, I'm just going to take what I can get. And I know the desert's going to be hot. I lived in Southern California for three years, and I worked outside 12 hours a day in the sun with no shade. Ooh. So I think I understand the heat. Like, I've I've lived in it. So I've yeah. ran, you know, 10 miles a day. I worked outside. I did CrossFit out in the heat in the Southern California sun. So I understand the heat. That being said, I'm still nervous, but I'm not scared. Right. I, uh, if it comes down to it, I will get off trail and I will flip up. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to not, you know, die.
0: So. That that definitely makes sense. And yeah. and just just based on that experience you had living down there, I think that's definitely going to help. So I'm like contemplating the PCT in the next couple years. I don't want to commit to anything, but um. I'd like to do it in the next couple of years. And even with a normal start day, I worry about like the desert, honestly, because I'm I'm up here in Vermont. I've been here my whole life and the heat on the AT was like pretty tough for me. I know it's dry heat out there. I know it's a little bit different, but I've never really experienced that before. I've never been to California or any of the states on the PCT for that matter. So I'm definitely a little bit worried about like that, that start like in the desert, like hiking through a desert. That's just like, that's a foreign concept to me, you know? Um, it sounds like, uh, I don't know. I guess that kind of, that kind of brings me into like some of the PCT questions I had. Uh, actually we'll go there in just a second. I'm getting ahead of myself still. We have, we have so much to talk about here. (laughs) First of all, I, I do want to ask you to like step back just a little bit. Um, how did you like first get into through hiking? Like how did you discover it and what made you actually want to like do a through hike? Right. Because I, I talk about this a lot on the show, with people. A lot of people know about through hiking, but most people aren't crazy enough to actually like want to commit to doing a through hike, you know? So yeah, why did you do the through hike and how did you discover through hiking?
1: Well, I say my experience with through hiking or like discovering it was like a tornado. So I was working in a hospital in Pittsburgh. I work on a very, I call it sad floor because a lot of my patients are being diagnosed with really bad brain tumors. They've just had really bad strokes. They're A large percentage of my patients are very, very sick, Mm -hmm. and I just kept thinking, man, I gotta, I gotta do something else instead of just come to work every day and go to the bars on Fridays and Saturdays, and you know the same routine that a lot of people, I think, are they get stuck in. And I just kept thinking, oh my god, if I this was, if I die tomorrow, I'm gonna be so pissed that that was like my narrative. And I've done some cool things in life, like join the military, so on and so forth. But it's just. I wasn't ready to like, that couldn't have been my life. So I started, of course, browsing Instagram for, you know, inspiration, hashtag, whatever. And (laughs) I was thinking like, I'm going to just like live the van life. But as a a woman who can work on an airplane, but not on a car, I thought I'm going to be stuck like in the Arizona desert and my car, my van's going to break down with my dog and cat and I'm going to be like SOL. So I thought, what's a step in between van life and real life and just out of nowhere, <laughs> the Real Hiking Vikings Insta page like popped up. And it was like, through hike, hey, look at me, I'm so fun. Like go run up mountains and live your life. And he and I actually became friends. We actually met in person before I like committed to the through hike. And I just kept saying like, I can't, I have, I own a home. Like I have a career. Like I have this contract at work. Like my family would, wouldn't would know what to do. And he said, well, if you want to do it, you'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, dang it, he's right. So I just put my house on the market. It sold in three days. I was like, well, that's a sign. I mean, if I don't believe in destiny, but if I did, like, that'd be pretty legit. So yeah. I sold my house. And, uh, as far as my hiking experience before I used to go like walking in the woods, I'd call it with like my dog on like random days, you know, when the sun was shining. So my hiking experience was nil. I just thought if we're going to do it, like if we're going to go big, like go the biggest you can go. And <laughs> nice. I originally had planned like a section hike. Over my thirtieth birthday, which was in May, I was gonna do two, two weeks, fourteen days, and I just decided like, fuck it. I'm just gonna do the whole thing. So Hell yeah.
0: That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a good that's yeah. a good story, you know. It's kinda funny. I've I've said this on a lot of previous episodes, but I always love asking people that question, like, you know, why you started or, or why you decided to through hike and I feel like I always get kind of one of two answers, or maybe a combination of both. It's just kind of what it sounded like from your answer there. But I either I either get the people that are they have like a super specific reason, maybe, you know, life circumstance, like something kind of kinda of, kinda of like what you said, like kinda of inspirational or whatever. Um, or I get the people that are kind of like me. They're just like, I don't know. I just like wanted to go hike. Like it sounded fun, sounded dope. So I went and did it. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, I love you, the people that have been planning a through hike since they were 11. And I'm like, I learned about it. I didn't even, I mean, I learned about it a year and a half ago from today.
0: Wow. That's and, actually crazy. Damn. Yeah. Like
1: I learned about it in October and I committed in December and I was on trail in March. Like it was like a five month, five months, fruition yeah like it was crazy
0: that's that's yeah that's a quick turnaround and that's like again another reason why i love kind of hearing about people's stories like that because that's like very much the opposite of me like i i learned about it when i was like 16 and you know i didn't get around to actually doing it until i was like 22 but that whole time in between i knew that i wanted to do it and i was like pretty serious about it and obviously ended up being able to make it happen so it's crazy it's crazy like how how I don't know. I feel like with something as specific as through hiking, you might expect like a lot of, maybe not, but some people might expect similar circumstances most of the time that kind of lead up to the hike. And that's definitely not the case. I've certainly learned that while I was on trail and, and even more so just from, from interviewing people on this show. So I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Let me ask you about the vlog. So the <laughs> yeah. vlog kind of went hand in hand with the through hike. Is that is that an appropriate way of, of saying that, would you say? Yeah, definitely. So, why did you decide to do the vlog? Like, I mean, a thru hike is hard enough. I, I always ask the people that that um you know create content this question, but a thru hike is hard enough, like on its own. You know, take it from someone who did not vlog their thru hike. I can't imagine like also you know committing to a vlog like that. So, why did you do it? Was it <laughs> did you did you, was it easier or more difficult than you than you expected? Can you just talk about the vlog a little bit on the AT?
1: Yeah. So I original i i'm i excuse me i do professional photography i've been doing that for like the last eight years and i've always wanted to bridge into like videography which i'm not saying my vlogs are anything like cinematic but i wanted to have a moving a moving photo album so to speak i Mm -hmm. wanted something more than just images because you remember an image but when you're when you're reliving those moments because they're on video they just register a little bit more strongly i think with like today's generation oh yeah so for me, it wasn't so much like, I want people to see my hike. It was so selfish. I was like, I want to come home next winter and be like watching them incessantly and like eating popcorn and crying. <laughs> so it just so happened that, you know, they were really well received. And I met Zach Davis through the trek through the Real hiking biking, obviously, Java, And it just kind of like, he said, hey, we'd love to have you come vlog. And I thought, well, I was already planning on doing that. So it's just one, it's not even an extra step to get them through the, through mm-hmm. the trek. And before I knew it, they were on there and people were watching them. And it for me, it wasn't hard. So I think my vlogging style is very different from most people's. And it, you can only see the little differences, like if you know what you're looking for. So with my vlogging style, I get up in the morning as I hike out of camp, I get on and I say how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, or what the, what the day's plan is. And then I take a couple of snapshots of what we're doing for the day, a couple of views, maybe something funny, maybe someone poops their pants and we tell a little story. <laughs> And then that's it. Like for me, I would say I spent a total of 90 seconds to five minutes a day on my, on my phone working in, in general on the vlog. So capturing and editing was all done in under five minutes a day.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's... So for me, it just, I mean, you're already pulling your phone out to take a picture of the view. So I just would put it on video, take a five second video and I'm on my way. So for me, it was super easy. I wanted to keep them simple, not too many moving parts. I kind of kept the same pattern of the style of how I built them. And I think it worked really well because it was like a video diary of this. Yeah. Thing. You knew what was coming, but you got to see different things.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's something about the like through hike vlogs that are more um, raw, I guess, <laughs> which are which are most of them, I feel like there's not that many people out there that have done like super cinematic stuff. Um but I don't know, just for me personally, I guess I'll say the, the raw-ish vlogs are the ones that I kind of enjoy more for some reason. Maybe, maybe that's just because it reminds me more of my through hike. Um, and again, there's like nothing wrong with the more cinematic built-up ones or whatever. But, um, I, I, I do think that's probably a reason why people enjoyed yours so much. But let me ask you something kind of building off of that. I mean, your vlog did pretty well. You kind of alluded to that a second ago. Why do you think people were kind of resonating with you? Um, Yeah. Why do you think people enjoyed watching your vlog so much?
1: I don't know. I have (laughs) no, I I ask myself that still because I like me. I like who I am, but (laughs) I don't understand in the slightest why people like why they want to see what I'm doing. I'm so glad that they do. I think what it is, is I'm an average woman. Like I'm not I wish I was a niche, but I'm not, I'm not out there FKTing anything. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't have anything that no one else has. I am a like average bystanders. I have a regular job. I, you know, I, I, I think I'm relatable because people see me and they think, oh, well, I'm her. (laughs) I could totally do it, you know? And so, putting myself out there I tried to keep it very raw I try to keep a lot of the super negative stuff that I was feeling out of the video just because it doesn't that doesn't add to the mm-hmm. to my vlogs but I think for I don't know I don't some people have said like well you're like a hot blonde I'm like okay well in your opinion like I mean you didn't smell me after six days without a shower <laughs> so that might have changed I think at first some people were like I gotta see this chick fail or I want to see you know what I mean did, like I did think you get was,
0: like some some comments like that uh,
1: on my first like gear announcement video when my like base weight was like 30 pounds i like went to rei this was like before i knew anything so i go to rei like get the heaviest pack like 80 liter pack and it was 60 liters but like i had all this heavy stuff and all the comments were like you're totally gonna fail like this chick knows people are freaking brutal like it's crazy they weren't wrong i had a i had a two-person msr 10 a 70 liter pack I had, you know, like they weren't wrong. I really was unprepared. Now, whether or not that would have meant I failed, I I don't know. I, mm-hmm. cause I made a lot of changes after that, but yeah, I think some of it was like, this chick is going to fail or they related to me because I, you know, seemed like a normal person, which I hope, I hope I am. So yes, I don't, yes. I don't know why people like them, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad they do, but I don't know why. A lot of,
0: a lot of different <laughs> factors, you know, as a as a content creator, I'm always kind of curious to hear. And, and I feel like most of the time when I ask people that they either like have no idea and they're like, I don't know, like I was just doing my thing. Or they have like a more uh, methodical approach to it. And I don't know. Um, I would say most of the time it's kind of a similar answer to what you just said They're Like, I don't really know, but I'm very thankful for it. So that definitely, yeah. that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess, so PCT, see, again, I feel like I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. There's like so much stuff like we could talk about, honestly. <laughs> but um, so what do you plan on doing differently in your vlog for the PCT? And I'm going to open that question up to the entire experience in a second. I'm kind of, you know, going over some of the stuff you posted in that uh, video. But um, yeah, like with the vlog specifically, since we're just talking about that right now, what are you planning on doing differently?
1: Well, there's a couple of things like, creative wise and technically wise that I'm doing. So technically I'm getting a, I will be like upgrading my phone cause I shot the entire AT on my phone, which I mean, kudos to Apple. I mean, they make an amazing front face or whatever rear facing camera. that shoots 4k, like 60 FP super great quality and i think that's why vlogging is getting so, oh, yeah. so easy now uh so i'll be using like a, i'm just like upgrading my iphone but i'm also getting like a DJI gimbal it's what elena osborne used when she hiked the pct last year juliana chauncey also used that last year on the at i was gonna buy it last year and i thought like i don't even know how far i'm gonna make it so like i'm not gonna buy this camera and then like get off at neil gap and you know have this camera. So I, I'm going to upgrade to like a couple new pieces of equipment, a couple different transferring device changes, which are super boring. And as far as like creatively, I, I like looking back at my vlogs, I feel like I didn't really share enough. Like I feel like I talked enough, but there was so many days where so many things happened and there's no, no record of it. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, some things I think are better kept, you know, internally and and you don't want to give everything away, Right. but I think I'm going to do a little bit more, but I guarantee that changes when I get out there and realize that's not like because that wasn't <laughs> what the AT was about. I'll get out there and be like, OK, guys, ah, shit, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, I to just stick with what I do. But for now, I plan on doing maybe a little more in depth, like let the people like let um, the the viewers in a little bit more onto like maybe a little bit more negativity, yeah. like the r- more raw, real stuff. I think I was pretty raw before, but maybe like bring it out a little more because I'm I think people think I'm like way more optimistic than I am. <laughs> I definitely have that like woe is me side so I think I don't know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see how it plays out but those are the only changes just try to maybe give a little bit more maybe if if people want that I don't I don't know
0: (laughs) yeah that that definitely makes a lot of sense I mean I I feel like I've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes but you know some some people will take the route of like only trying to show the positive stuff and I don't think there's anything wrong with that you know they're just trying to make good content at the end of the day um, and then some people do like just completely show everything. And, you know, you've got people in tears on camera. You know, I'm sure you've seen that on various channels and stuff before. Yeah. And, and as someone who takes like the mental um, preparation, the mental side of through hiking pretty seriously, I do like to see that stuff. So um, I also understand why you know you might not want to get the fucking camera out when you're not <laughs> feeling. Yeah, I mean, I only good, cried you know? once
1: on camera, and that was in and I got stung by seven Ooh. bees in my head, what? and uh, it was oh, the man. scariest thing. So that was like the only time I cried because I was like, "This has to be captured because this is." <laughs> I thought I was like dying. I thought I was going into anaphylaxis. Turns out I was just hyperventilating. <laughs> but seven bees, Jesus yeah, Christ. like a ground a ground hornet. Someone like the person in front of me stepped on yep. them and they oh, just yeah. started stinging me in the head, my shoulder, my finger, my rib, my leg. Like, Oh, it was, it was nuts. And it, I, for, you forget how bad bee stings hurt it, until it's happening. Oh so. yeah.
0: I've only been stung maybe like, two or three times in my life and same and like yeah. the thing what you just said there about someone like in front of you that kind of like stirred it up or whatever that same thing happened to me although it was only one it was not seven fucking bees but it's just one <laughs> one bee it was like my worst day on trail two. i wasn't feeling well that day it was super super hot humid day and of course that's like the one day i got stung in the ear too which is a very weird place to get stung but then, you know, a few miles later when I caught up to some people, they're like, oh, did you like get stung back there? I'm like, yeah, I got fucking stung. And they all got stung too. Like, I guess, I guess this, <laughs> those it's bees probably are probably
1: the same hive. They're probably out there just like, fuck all these through hikers. I know, right? Like these <laughs> like, people trampling course. on us.
0: Yeah. Little do they know they need to get off the trail. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um <Our>
1: trail. <laughs> I know,
0: right? Who do they think they are? Out in nature, where they're supposed to live. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in their natural habitat. Right. What? <laughs> um So you said like at the beginning of the conversation that when you first like wanted to start the vlog, it was going to be so that you could like look back on it
1: mm-hmm. with your
0: popcorn in bed or whatever you said. <laughs> and, um, for sure, yeah. I, I always like to ask people who make like a lot of content when they're on trail this question too. Have you since, like, gone back and watched, like, a lot of it?
1: Oh, man, I'm going to sound so conceited. Of course I have. I mean... See, I but gone, this, that's it's...
0: interesting. That That's interesting yeah. to me because most of the other people I've asked this question to have said no. They, like, don't and they, like, can't, like, bring themselves to.
1: And that just means that I'm a narcissist. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: no. But no. for me,
1: it's, like, on days where I'm, like, really feeling the system... And I'm like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I, I, I'll like, i go home and I'll just like pop on episode like, oh, should I forget what happened like right before I got to Harper's Ferry. <laughs> and so I'll like pop on that episode and I'm like, and it's like seven minutes long. My vlogs weren't very long at all. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, yeah, remember that, you know? <laughs> and then I'll like get my phone. I'll like message whoever, was, whoever I was with at yeah. that time. Like, oh, you remember that day I ate like four ice cream cones? Or like, remember <laughs> that day like you tripped and like got mud like all over your face? So, I mean, I do watch them. I'm like a pretty like emotional and like nostalgic person. So for me, it's like, I just want to, and most of my vlogs were like centered on my friends. Like I would do like, Hey, what's up today? We're going over the, Mahousa, you know, the moose notch. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the vlog was like videos of them. So it's like, cause for me it was like, I shot it out of like my own eyes kind of yeah. for the most part. So it was like, I'm like reliving those memories a little bit. So I do watch them and I know that sounds so. No, so no, no, don't but... say that
0: seriously. Cause I mean, it's your, it's your experience. Like why wouldn't you want to go like yeah, that, it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think because it's so new to me, like. This, I mean, I I watched a couple of them a few times, and obviously when I was re when I was building my documentary, I had to watch that thing like seven times because it was like a fifty two minute long yeah, thing, yeah. and like that I have not watched again.
0: Definitely, but
1: that it was will. a lot of
0: work. Yeah. That's that's so cool though. I mean, and I I think that most of the other folks who said they don't go back and watch it was mostly because they felt like they would be a little bit embarrassed just to watch themselves on camera, which I also completely understand. Uh, But but for me- Here Here
1: I am, not embarrassed. Exactly. So they can do it now too. You
0: got to own that shit. And and don't, like, I don't want to put that word in their mouth. Like, I don't remember exactly what they said, but, but, you know, I think that was something like that anyways. And I know for me, I, like I said, I didn't vlog my hike, but I just like posted Instagram stories, like pretty- regularly along my, along my through hike. And I still go back and watch those a lot of the time. Yeah. See, it's
1: like the same thing. You want to move I I call it a moving record of your experience.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think
1: it's, yeah, you get like, I don't know, you get inflection and you see the weather and you see the wind. Like it, it just, for me is more, I connect more to that.
0: Definitely. Now, let me ask you this. How do you feel when you go back and watch those? Do you feel, does it make you like happy, nostalgic, whatever? Does it make you like kind of sad because you're not on trail at the moment? I know you've got your next adventure oh. to look forward to now, but I don't know, how, how do you feel when you go back and watch those?
1: It's just so good. Like even on like the bad ones where I'm like, I hate this, I hate that. My ankles are broken, my knee is swollen. <laughs> like I just laugh because I think like, poor girl you didn't even realize that like you know you knew you i knew that i was doing something epic and amazing but out there it's just like oh you're in the suck and like you don't even know like how happy you're gonna be Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean super emotional generally it's like a very good vibe like oh man like it's just like a moving. it's like going back and reading your journal entries from when you were like in high school like it just keeps keeps the memories i don't does anyone do that i'm so glad i didn't
0: have a journal in high school i would (laughs) would not want to read that shit
1: (laughs) mine got thrown away somewhere but that w- I would not want to read those, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's I, so good. I know
0: what you saying. I know what you're saying. Let's talk about the PCT. So I keep freaking leaning into this and then pulling away from it. So yeah, PCT. So my first question when I want or when I talk to people that are like going to be doing back to back through hex is at what point did you actually decide you wanted to do the PCT, right? So <laughs> you're like coming off the AT, like that's a pretty fucking crazy adventure, but you're just going to go right into the next one. So I'm just curious, like, was it kind of always in the back of your head or was it kind of like a spur of the moment thing?
1: Well, the official decision was, you know, a few weeks ago, pretty much, like when the permitting system opened and I got the date. And then, like, I mean, like, technically, officially, like, I decided on the exact date, like, yeah, two days ago when mm-hmm. I got to talk to the PCTA. But I remember being, like, up, like, the third way through the AT thinking, man, if I get this done, I'm going to do another one next year. And then, you know, you get up to New Hampshire and you're like, I am never hiking again. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then you get done and the next day you're like, ah, I want to do the AT again, even though it was just the most miserable, exciting thing you've ever done. Yeah. And so I came home and as soon as the permitting system opened in October, I was already in line. I got a permit then. And then in January, I tried to change my permit and I had so many permit issues, but I had already committed, but it wasn't until I saved enough money. So I got back here to, I live in Pittsburgh. I got back here, started working. I thought, oh my God, it's hard to save money. Mm -hmm. how did I save money last year? And then I remembered I worked a ton of overtime. So I started working overtime and once I got more than enough money to get through the PCT, I said, all right, I'm keeping the permit and it's, I just have to buy my plane ticket now. So
0: that's, that's, that's so crazy. So it sounds like it was kind of in the back of your mind for a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I, when I find something, I, uh, I do it until I can't anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I, I do it until I'm exhausted of it. So
0: yeah, I just, I just think that's so, I think that's so crazy. I don't know. How about like physically? So there's no secret that through hikes are tough on your body. Um, I'm sure you know that having done a through hike. <laughs> so know. so how, how are you feeling like at this point physically? Like how was your recovery from the AT?
1: So my, when I got off to, tr- I mean, my knee, I had trouble with my, well, both knees really the entire time. I had IT band syndrome in the beginning, which, you know, is obviously treatable and it goes away mm-hmm. after you get out there for a bit. And then Uh, coming into harper's ferry i had the shooting pain under my left kneecap and i got off trail for two weeks because of that i also had a wedding but i went home for like a few weeks and i was thinking like i think i just quit like what the hell and then i decided whatever if i have to limp back onto the at i'll at least get back out there to prove that i at least got back out there. yeah yeah it just turned out the pain never got bad enough that i quit so when i got home my knees were they were rough and i remember trying to like run a few weeks after i got back and i couldn't even i couldn't run a mile my knees were like it was like sand was just in there and stabbing pain (sighs) and so i just took a couple more weeks i got into spin classes which like is almost no pressure on your knees and it just kind of started like getting some cardio in there and then eventually i could run and i do still have the occasional knee ache like today my knee aches from yesterday Mm-hmm. But I, uh, other than that, I feel great. Like I ran a half marathon two weeks ago nice. and I had no trouble. Like other than the fact my muscles were like trying to break off because <laughs> I wasn't actually in shape for the half marathon, but my joints and joints, like everything yeah. felt great. So I think physically, uh, this is as good as it's going to get for me. So I just got to keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, so it sounds like you've been doing like some training and stuff. Cause obviously with the late start date, you know, I've talked about this on the show. I feel like I've said I've talked about this on the show like five times this episode. But, you know, with my late start date, I had to do some training beforehand just to make sure I could hit the ground running. So, yeah, it sounds like you've kind of uh, been working to get yourself back in shape so you can start out quick like that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be kicking my own ass until I get out there because I am not. Yeah, I I can't do what I did last year and just start completely cold and like mm-hmm. limp the whole way to, you know, Katahdin. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I I honestly think that everyone even if you're not starting late should should do some training beforehand can you just talk a little bit i know it sounds like you're doing some running and spin classes and stuff like that but um can you just talk about like what you're doing specifically because i've said i think people should train on the show a lot but i haven't really gone into detail about what to actually do if you're training now i know you're not a professional trainer so i'm not expecting you to give like general advice but just for you specifically i'm just kind of curious to hear you know what you're doing to get your body ready
1: Oh yeah, so I mean, lots of running. Uh, even started trail running, which is ten times harder than any other type of running. But
0: it's way more fun, right?
1: You call it fun, I call it torture. See, I
0: and I'll I'll, I'll preface <laughs> that by saying I haven't done any like actual like up and over like huge mountain trail running, but I I as someone who's ran on roads decent amount, and as someone who's just ran like on various trails a decent amount too, like oh man, I freaking hate running on pavement compared to running in the woods, you know.
1: Yeah, but the Pittsburgh trail. So like, I live by a park, Frick Park, and it's mm. and there's no like the trails are up, down, up, down, up, down, like thirty feet up, fifty feet down, sixty feet. Like it's just it's very abrupt. It's that not like tough, a long yeah. slow climb. So it's like your your body's just like, which way are we going? Because I <laughs> that's
0: how I felt I hiking through New York on the AT. Honestly, it's
1: literally New York is like Pittsburgh. It's like the area like. The southwestern Pennsylvania, that's what the trails are like. It's insane. There's no flat trails there. <laughs> so I'll be doing trail running. I'm training for the Pittsburgh half. And uh, I just – i every month I try to go out and do like something – courageous like i just got home from the adirondacks today yes i did a uh, 15 mile uh hike of the gothics mountain which was insane i've never snowshoed before so i decided instead of starting slow i would do a 15 mile day over a 4,800 foot mountain <laughs> so i'm trying to like just keep in busy. the winter <laughs> yeah, in the winter yeah oh my god it was it was wait nuts. did you
0: did you go up the cables
1: no so we went up oh boy i don't remember the names Uh, we went up the one where you have to like road walk in and then you go up, you pat, you go past rainbow falls Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you go up and over and we went down the other, we, we, what is it? Osable Lake is the one we came in by. Yep. Yep. So you go in through Osable Lake and you go up and then you went, we went down the other side, not on the cable side, like the other side. I
0: gotcha. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. So, and then we, uh, bushwhacked down a riverbed for like (laughs) three miles and that is so hard. So, yeah, I'm just trying to keep busy, and I think closer to the PCT start date, I'm going to be, like, maybe doing some hikes with, like, a heavy ass pack, like, 30, 40 pounds, just to, like, Mm -hmm. Mm over-prepare. So, we'll see.
0: Makes a lot of sense. So, I I asked you what you're going to do differently for the vlog. How about just, like, the PCT in general? Because, again, as someone who's looking to do the PCT at some point, um, I'm just kind of curious. Obviously, two very different trails, but... A thru hike is still a thru hike, no matter what trail you're on. So yeah, what do you, what do you plan on doing uh, differently this time around?
1: Uh, well, I'll be. I'm cutting a couple of pounds off my base weight, like just a few. I mean, my base weight was like 19 pounds on the AT, so I'm trying to get it under 12 right now, but not really committing too hard to that. I'm not a gram weenie. <laughs> uh, I haven't weighed anything in my current setup. I just. I'm like, oh, this looks good. That looks good. Mm -hmm. Cutting out like a few things like a journal. I didn't need that. I'll just do it on my phone. Right, right. Uh, Cutting out like a couple of extra things. Like I carried two pots, so I'm only going to carry one this time. Just little things like that. Um, Obviously, I'm going to start training. Well, I've been training for this one. I am not. I feel like on the AT, there's a lot of competition. Like, with everyone you meet, it's like, when was your start date, bro? Like, when did you start? Like, oh, well, we're one day apart. Who gives a shit? Like, I was
0: definitely guilty of that sometimes, And I, so was <laughs> I. It was like, oh, well, I started on the
1: 10th. Well, I started on the 8th. Oh, so I'm, like, two days faster than you. See, like, I, was, I was
0: such a late start date that once I, like, caught up to people, I would start to, like, low-key kind of flex on people. Just a little bit. Not, yeah, well, too we, bad, met but, a, you know. we met a
1: guy in, uh, where were we? New York or New Jersey. So all my whole family, like, we started, like, the second week of March or the third week of March, and he started like May, <laughs> like May fifteenth, and we saw him in New York, and I and he goes like, oh, I just started New York, like this is my third year doing the AT. I'm like, damn, cool, wow. And I said, like, are you are you having fun? Are you having fun? And he goes, well, I guess. Like, see, <laughs> there you go. Sounds not
0: convincing.
1: Yeah, he's a badass, but he's not having any fun, so. Um, but no, I yeah, I'm just not going to give a shit. Like I'm not going out there to impress anybody and I'm not competing with anybody. I think I'm going to try to uh maybe have a smaller tramley if possible, like just kind of do it more more solo at times because the AT was like super social for me. Mm-hmm. Except for Virginia. I did Virginia almost completely alone. So, I'm going to try to maybe just I don't know, I'm just going to decide what I do out there. I I don't need the comfort of a tramley like I did on the AT, like I was nervous about doing it alone and on the PCT I'm just kind of like totally yeah, comfortable with whatever, like if I make, if I make a tramley or if I don't like whatever will be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know I, as far as like differences. Yeah. Just a couple of like small things, just not competing. I'm going to try to do it in. I don't want to say this on the record, <laughs> but I'm going to try to do it in around four and a half months or under. So my goal is like 120 days or less. However, once I get out there, that decision would probably change. Yeah. I just kind of want to challenge myself. Like last year I challenged myself the first half and I did really well. And then the second half, I like platinum blazed. I took like 40 zeros in the second half. (laughs) Like every week I was taking like one to two zeros. It was insane. So I'm going to just try to do a little bit more challenging, like self-challenging maybe.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. And honestly, it sounds like you're, there's not really any like huge things that you're going to change, which is good because that means you, obviously you're feeling pretty confident it sounds like you're you're feeling pretty confident going into it which is uh yeah which is good so i'm glad to hear that um how so i guess i made the confident comment there yeah how like are you feeling can you just elaborate a little bit more about that so this is something i really wonder about as someone who has done one thru hike and you know has yet to do another big through hike like, yeah. How are you feeling like the second time around? Because I just feel like it's got to be different than your first through hike because you have more of an idea of what's going on, but you also have an idea of some of the bad stuff that you have to go through on a through hike. So like, yeah. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Um, I just asked the question like three times. <laughs> How are you yeah. feeling? That's what I, that's what I'm going for.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, on the AT, I like lost sleep for months, you know, like, oh, am I going to, am I going to, am I going to make it? Am I going to get hurt? What if my, what if people judge my pack? What if they judge Mm my tent? Like, oh, what if I look stupid? Which I did. What if I, you know, (laughs) what if I'm not fast enough? Or what if I hate the people I'm with? Or what if I find a trail boyfriend? Like stupid shit like that. And this time going in, I haven't thought about it. Like, I'm literally planning how many, how much food do I need, and where's the first resupply, mm-hmm. and do I need to send myself a box? That is the only, like, mental prep I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I am not, I'm not stressed. I mean, for me, it's just I need to get back out there. Like, I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, what do I call it? Like my regular life, like my regular person life, real life. My like, yeah, like, I guess yeah. For me, trail is like real life. That's the flip life.
0: side. That's what like a yeah. lot of people say. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I think some people go out and do a thru-hike and they're like, oh, hell yeah. But I did the thru-hike and it, like, became, like, my – it's, like, my happy place, which I'm sure most people's is. Even, like, on the shitty days, I remember, like, the day I got stung by seven bees, it ended up (laughs) being, like, one of the best days I had on trail. Damn. Because I had something terrible happen to me and it didn't didn't change the fact that I was out there doing something that thousands of people wish they could. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel really – ready to get back out there
0: which is which is good obviously you know it's kind of interesting you talk about kind of being nervous before the at and not so much sounds like um now for me it was like i i didn't get nervous until just a couple days before i left probably life circumstances had a lot to do with that i was graduating college had a lot going on didn't really have that much time to think about it but those like you know the day of certainly and like the day before i was like super nervous all of a sudden i was like why am I so nervous? Like, I've done a ton of hiking. Like, I don't need to be nervous about this. But it almost, like, kind of, I'm going to say, like, kind of ruined, like, my first, like, the beginning of, like, the very beginning of the hike anyways. Um And i just thinking about it now, kind of hearing your answer. I feel like I would probably be a little bit less nervous the second time, too, just because... The confidence would be up a little bit more. So yeah. I'm kind of glad to to hear that answer from you.
1: And you know you have the grit because you did it. Right. Like, I know that I'm tough. And maybe next maybe this year I won't be tough and I'll be like, I'm kind of – like, I, I've heard of a lot of people that do the AT. They go out to the PCT or vice versa and they're like, oh, man, like, this just isn't the same. And, like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. And they get off trail. And I'm not saying that that's not going to happen to me because I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, there's no nerves just – yeah. Just ready to get out there. And you know, like I have the grit cause I've done it. So I know the suck and I know the crappy parts and I know what can happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, like at that point, I'm not worried about the what ifs because I already know what they are.
0: Of course. Of course. Th- so let me, let me ask you this. This is a question that I ask a lot of people um, when they come on and they have vlogs and stuff. How was it I mean I I don't I'm I'm assuming not as many people were watching right from the start but how did it make you feel while you were on trail knowing that if you were to have to stop your hike for any reason that you know potentially a couple thousand people would see that and you know hopefully not but I'm sure some of them might think negative things about it or whatever stupid shit but I don't know did did that did the amount of people watching you ever kind of play into your Thoughts about quitting or make you nervous about quitting or anything like that. And, and honestly, the reason I'm asking this is because, as I know you saw from your comments on my videos earlier today, um, you know, I'm starting to build up my channel as well. And we in need future... to talk about
1: your channel. Seriously, <laughs> this is the content that the Through Hiking world needs. Oh my God. And your editing is impeccable. I love the animation. I'm, we'll get into that. We'll hype your okay, up okay. here in a bit, but yeah. <laughs> like i was like laughing my ass off at the part where you're like in a hammock i can't what did it say i can't master whatever and being then said, comfortable and also, yeah yeah You like i can't master being comfortable and i was like what the hell and he's like it's hard to jack off like i laughed so <laughs> hard i was laugh. like i could not stop i was this was yeah
0: well i but, appreciate that see that's the cue for anyone who listens to this podcast that hasn't watched my videos to go freaking smash the subscribe button anyways oh, for sure and like
1: you're <laughs> you're you're very like this is how it is. This is how I feel. Like, give me hate, whatever. Like, when you were saying, like, hiking with dogs. Like, but you're super logical. So anyone that fights with you is just illogical.
0: Yeah. Oh, I get it. Uh, I got a decent amount of hate for sure. And honestly, maybe that kind of brings us back to the question I just asked, too. Like, did you, did you ever feel, like, pressure, you know, having all those people watching you? Because, again...
1: I, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the girl that fails. I didn't want to be that girl that, like, the haters were like, I knew she couldn't do it. So there were times when... I thought, oh, like, this is going to look bad. And when I, I got off Trail and Harper's Ferry to go home for a wedding, but I also, my knee, like, it was just great timing that my knee, like, super was, like, not okay at that point. So I was already going home. So I just extended my trip for a week home. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I thought, like, oh, if I quit, like, that's it. Like, I'm just the girl that quit. But I didn't go back out there for any of those people. Right. Like, at that point, I came home and it was, like, something inside of me was, like, calling me, like, get back out there. Like, even if, even if you quit in a week you just have to go and prove to yourself that you're going to do it. And you can't like you can't live your life based on followers views, viewers. And now that being said, like it does motivate you and I think, you know, support or hate motivates everyone. Mm-hmm. And we just live in a world where it's visible to everybody. All the hate and all the support is all coming at you from strangers, loved ones, the old dude on your comments that, you know, is creeping you out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think But we all have that pressure because we all have social media. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have, you know, however many followers or however many subscribers or whatever, you still have people watching you. And I don't think if it was 100 people or 10,000 people would have changed how I felt about that pressure. You know what I mean?
0: Which is good to hear. Definitely. And, you know, I'm I'm not like too worried about it. I already get like a decent amount of hate comments because people don't like that I'm young and mm, swear and stuff like that. But... You know, it, I don't know. It, I just feel like it would factor in a little bit. And honestly, part of it too, part of the reason why I asked that question is because just from my Instagram thing that I did, I didn't think, you know, I, I don't have that many Instagram followers. It was, it was mostly just my friends and family that were watching me on the, uh, on the AT. But even just from that, like, I felt just a little bit of pressure. I guess it was mostly pressure on myself, but uh, yeah. I, I put on myself, but, I don't know. Maybe it's also different, too, because, like I said, most of those people were people I kind of had a relationship with, too, and mm-hmm. or at least, like, vaguely knew. And I yeah. guess it honestly like doesn't really bug me too much when some stranger leaves a stupid comment. So. And honestly, hate,
1: means, hate just means one thing. It means, well, two things. Well, one thing. Hate <laughs> means that your visibility is higher. Like, you're being seen by people that don't directly know you. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing if you're if that's, you know, if you're trying to grow your channel and you want people to watch you, that means that people that wouldn't normally watch your stuff are watching your stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're gonna get half of them might be like, oh, this dude's rad. Like let me subscribe. And then there's people that are like, what the hell did I click on? <laughs> so it's a good thing that you're getting hate. Yeah. And also the only other advice that I'll give, because I mean I've experienced just some hate in the past. The only thing, like the number one thought that I think that pretty much takes away any of those feelings is when somebody leaves you a mean comment, it has nothing to do with you. It's them. Like no negative, no like no optimistic, positive person is gonna see something they dislike and be like, oh I <laughs> right. just gotta tell this asshole like oh my god like a a regular person's gonna be like "Mm, don't agree with that swipe like exactly yeah so you just have to take it that those people just want to be heard because they're like miserable
0: exactly and i actually
1: feel bad for them
0: (laughs) yeah i uh, I sometimes i don't don't know (laughs) it depends right it depends just don't
1: be mean how hard is it to just like when your mom says if you have nothing nice to say like don't say anything
0: that's what that's exactly what i'm saying and it's like i you know we don't have to talk about like my videos for too much longer but just (laughs) just for example because this stuff's fresh on my mind right now because my channel's kind of been popping off a little bit the past like week and a half two weeks and i'm getting a little bit more of that stuff a little bit more of the hate um it's like if you don't like the video like i totally understand like my style isn't for everybody you know that's that's totally cool but like for instance today someone said my videos are like toxic i'm like you're the one that's leaving, like, a hateful comment on an obscure backpacking channel, but I'm the one that's toxic. Like, how, like, can you not see the irony in that? Anyways, all right, so there's my, there's my, um, my ranting about haters. <laughs> Had to get yeah. that out. Had to get that out. Um, it's... Well, I think
1: you did get a, a nasty comment today that Kyle hates hiking actually should be Kyle hates dogs.
0: <laughs> see, that, that was funny. <laughs> that was <though>. my comment. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I saw that.
1: <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but I do agree with you on the, I love dogs, I'm a dog person, but... If you can't keep your pooch in control, you know, put him on a leash. So. Yep,
0: yep. That's that's kind of a tough one, too, because I think in, in, in general that should be the, the philosophy. I also know it's, like, super inconvenient for people to hike with a – especially a bigger dog, like, attached to them. So it's like, yeah, but I want to have I- a little sympathy, but at the same time, I've been – kind of charged by dogs before, and that does not make me comfortable at all. So, at the end of the day, yeah, you should probably have them on a leash.
1: Yeah, but even, it has nothing to do with other hikers, although it is a a positive thing. If your dog does not listen, your dog does not obey commands, it is unsafe for your dog to be out there. It's not, Mm -hmm. I understand the other hikers, like, oh, they're in my food or whatever, but if your dog runs at a bear, your dog will die. Mm -hmm. If your dog chases a squirrel and gets lost, your dog will be lost. you have to think about it from your pet's safety so that's what i'm gonna say because i don't want any hate because i love dogs and i think they should all run free wherever they want to go but i do understand like safety wise like you have to do what's best for your animal they don't have the logical like processing that we do you have to have it for both of you Mm -hmm. i don't think all hikers process for both them and their pets agreed agreed next question yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) um I'm um, see this is oh you know what I should do I should check my Instagram poll thing I posted I kind of forgot about that
1: so oh yeah because you told part. me to come with a story so the the, the people have spoken
0: yes okay so here's here's a good question um totally I definitely don't have a specific reason for asking this because he's definitely not one of my Patreon supporters but um
1: <laughs> <laughs> no question for you <laughs>
0: I got an anonymous question saying. Or wanting to know if you ran into any trail angels in beautiful Port Clinton, Pennsylvania.
1: In Port Clinton? Yes. Yeah, of course. So that's um going to be your boy Mick there. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, um so we came into Port Clinton and we hitchhiked to Hamburg and he picked us up, like 12 of us, in his like hatchback. I think it was like a Subaru hatchback. And took us to Walmart, took us to Bass Pro Shop, took us everywhere I wanted to go. <laughs> like brought us snacks, food, water, like was just total, total chill, like was amazing. So he really helped us get around Hamburg. So that was really cool.
0: He's a good dude. For a second, I was kind of worried that you wouldn't remember him because obviously you meet a lot of people on your on your hike and stuff, especially yeah, no, I, doing the I vlog, remember, So I was like, oh shit, did I just like put her on the spot? No, and, I like, remember
1: <laughs> almost every trail angel, unless it was just like a cooler sitting on a side. Like I, mm. like, I didn't get... A monumental amount of trail magic like i don't know how much is a lot or whatever but like as far as like set up like people like i didn't have that much but the trail magic i did get was epic like every trail angel really stands out to me because they really made like that day
0: yeah definitely i wonder what the trail magic culture is like on the pct if, if anybody has experience with that i'd be curious to you know send me a message or whatever because yeah, i feel I like it's
1: a bit different than like setting it's got to be a little tables, bit different yeah. right because i cause... think it's like Yo, come come camp at my house, and I'll give you guys showers, mm. kind of thing.
0: So it's even better. It sounds like damn.
1: Yeah, free showers, <laughs> man. You can't beat it.
0: Did that happen to you on the AT at all? Did anybody ever like take you in?
1: Oh yeah. So in my vlog, I um I met this guy in the Shenandoahs. He is like a, he's like I'm in his sixties, and he said, hey, uh, do you vlog? And of course, like we started chatting about that. And he said, well, I hiked the AT last year, and I live in. Um, Boiling Springs, so like when you roll through, like hit me up. I was Mm. like, okay. So I took his card and I didn't think anything of it and then we get to Pine Grove Furnace and my friend needed to go to a dentist like emergently and so I'm thinking like, who lives around here? And I thought, oh, that like Colonel Jack, that guy I met in the Shenandoah, (laughs) he lives around here. So I like text and I was like, yo, my friend needs a ride to whatever town, like three towns over to see a dentist and so he ended up like not needing the ride but that put us in contact. And when I came through Boiling Springs, he picked me up and, like, hosted me and three other hikers at his house, which was beautiful, and made us dinner, barbecue, pizza, whatever, made us breakfast in the morning, laundry, all kinds of stuff. And, like, it was super hospitable. He was super rad. And then he actually was the – he has a private plane. Like, he's he's doing <laughs> pretty well for himself. He has a company that he flies different uh, products all around to, like, his different shops. He, like, owns a company. And he offered to pick us up, me and three other friends in Millinocket, and flew us all home to our closest airports. I
0: remember seeing this on, like, Instagram and stuff now. And yeah, being so Colonel Jack very is, jealous. <laughs> he's, the,
1: he's the goat of trail angels. I mean, honestly, he's, like, the trail the Trail angel.
0: That is, like, one of the most epic trail magic stories I've ever heard, honestly. Yeah. That's, like, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, we actually just got lunch. He was in Pittsburgh. We got lunch in... Uh, He's trying to convince me to bike across the United States next year and I told him he doesn't have to cuz I'm in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That's Oh man, a plane ride. That's so sick. That's so sick. Like that sick.
1: never happened.
0: I know, right? Like it never that's happens. that's so crazy.
1: I'm so lucky. I'm seriously like one of the luckiest people. Well, with him at least like mm-hmm. with my with my AT experience, I feel so blessed that everything went well for the most part and I met the most amazing people.
0: I think um I think I would agree just, you know, from my experience as well. I feel like you you have to be pretty lucky and pretty blessed to complete a thru-hike like that because as you know, like most people or a lot of people anyways, don't finish the thru-hike. So I don't know. That's something honestly, I, I that's think not, about a lot, to be honest. The, some
1: of it isn't even like willpower. Some people just physically can't exactly. or they get yep. hurt. Like the people that like break their legs or that, you know, sprain their ankles where they have to come off trail, like. Those are the heartbreaking ones because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they want to do it. Like, that's what kills me.
0: Mm-hmm. want to hear like, a really heartbreaking one. I hiked with this guy, um, Mullet Mike, and he we, we hiked almost the entire trail together. We met on Springer like the very first night and he ended up having to leave the trail because he got sick in... I think it was a, it was Karatunk, like no. he was a was in Caratunk, Maine. Like he was so close. What was that like
1: seventy miles?
0: I I think it was a or like, no, like it like was eleven like 1, hundred, a couple hundred. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, he, he crossed the two thousand mile mark and, and he had to he had to get oh. off. Unfortunately, huge bummer. No. He he's a great attitude about it. Like he's he's fine. Like he's did gonna he ever make
1: it to Katahdin? And, like just even um, he went back year?
0: and he did a little bit, but I don't think he's finished it up yeah i don't think he's really in much of a rush to be honest but um
1: oh, man. we're talking
0: about i'm trying to get him to come come do another one with me so we'll see yeah we'll oh, see
1: man that's so sad i know it's a oh, huge bummer
0: honestly everybody go listen to episode number four like if you can get past my if you think i'm cringy now then like you're in for a shock but if you can get past that go listen to episode four because i'm um, it's it's pretty unfortunate. Although, like I said, he does have a good attitude about it. You know, he's he's never like <laughs> he's not scarred from it. Like he's gonna go yeah. back and finish it. He, I mean, he's not hung up on that's, it.
1: So that's life. Exactly. You got you got to just take it and keep rolling, man.
0: So, did you decide from that poll which um, end of episode story you want to tell?
1: Well, <laughs> my beautiful friends. Have decided that I will tell. I'll give you the four titles and tell yes, you which yes. one. Yes, perfect. So there perfect. was the the Mount Everett bellyache. <laughs> there was the Damascus Diner Bean Incident, <laughs> <laughs> the Roan Highland Monsoon, and the Pine Grove Furnace Cabin. So uh, everyone decided that the uh, Damascus <laughs> Diner Bean Incident would won by a lot. Not so. gonna
0: lie, that was the one I was kind of leaning towards as well. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like not the best story, but it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely hilarious. So, are we ready for it? Let's do it. Okay, so we the night before Damascus, we stayed at that shelter that was like ten miles out. I don't remember the name of it, and I remember there was rumors about Noro, like Noro, Noro, Noro. I'm like, oh, like whatever. I'm not gonna get Noro. Like, um, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna get Noro. Which well i will i'll get there so we get there we get into damascus we get in like super early i got up at like 4, like 5 a.m hiked in got in there resupplied had breakfast was like we went to stay at the broken fiddle and like the people that worked there were like super chill and this guy that was working there like part-time he like was handing out four locos and i'm like i don't drink four locos <laughs> but he's like oh don't be like a pussy like i hiked in 2017 like you guys suck compared to 2017. So I was like, give me that damn thing, you <laughs> Whoa. know. He was he was a little a mu- little bit much, but he he wasn't he actually didn't work there. He was like hanging out with people that work there. Gotcha. Because I don't want to give the broken fiddle a bad name. The place great. was
0: interesting. I, I stopped yeah, in there briefly.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy that works there, like lived in the like climbed a ladder, like slept in the attic. It was it was super <laughs> chill. They're a great hostel, honestly. So we get there and like have a little bit of this for loco. I'm like, like, I'm not about that. And like, oh, like my belly hurts like a little bit. Like, oh, so I'm like, I'm, you know, whatever. It's probably just from that four loco that this guy made me like drink some of it. And so we're like hanging out for the day and everyone's like getting beers. We're having, we're going to do the big Lebowski on the big screen with everyone's going to drink white Russians that night. And I'm like, oh, so, like, I like love white Russians. So everyone's like, let's go to the Damascus diner for dinner before like we come back and like watch this movie and like sit. Cause I'm like feeling kind of shitty. I think I just need to eat dinner. So mm-hmm. we get there and like, every, like at this point my stomach is like not okay. It's like a C minus, maybe D plus. And like, what can I eat? That's like mild because like everyone's eating like burgers and whatever. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to get, they have like a bean dinner. It's literally just like pinto beans and like a sauce. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to get the, get the beans. And so I get the beans and eating the beans. (laughs) I'm like, Oh God damn it. My stomach hurts. So I'm like, I think I need to go to the bathroom. So I literally kick open the bathroom door which if you've ever been in the damascus diner is in the like on the in the in the dining room you can (laughs) you can hear and see what's going on like the door's right was right next to the table i I remember
0: yeah (laughs) so i
1: kick the door open and i immediately projectile vomit like from the door to the toilet and all over so i'm like oh fuck so i like shut the door real quick and i'm like cleaning beans off of everything it's just like beans everywhere (laughs) beans on the wall beans on the toilet beans on the sink i'm like i i what do i do so i'm like cleaning everything up like as best as i can and i'm like i like and i'm still puking i just like the floodgates were open so i'm just like vomiting 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 i'm like does noro cause only vomiting because i'm just vomiting (laughs) i'm like what in the hell so i'm like cleaning up the beans and i like walk out and everyone's like what (laughs) what what's going on in there i said don't get the beans. And I just like walked out <laughs> and I slept for, we had it, like I took a zero the next day. Cause if I had Noro, then that's what I had. But I, I literally puked for 12 hours straight and to the point where I was just vomiting nothing. Um, so yeah. And I, I actually packed the bean, <laughs> packed the bean, like the re- like the leftover <laughs> beans and packed <laughs> pack them out when we left.
0: Oh my God. Oh. Micro like trash, was AF. Instrument. I love it.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel right. Like this is the worst, but it was a good story because you don't think Noro will happen to you. Right. And I didn't tell anyone that because at that point everyone was talking about Noro. And if like if you got Noro, like, oh, you got Noro. So I I don't know if I had it, um, but I puked for twelve hours and felt like shit for five days. So
0: <laughs> Likely. <laughs> yep. Likely. So that, that was oh the Damascus
1: Diner Bean incident. <laughs>
0: Let me just say, like, only hikers would come on a podcast that's going to be heard by a couple thousand people potentially and and then just, like, openly tell a story about, like, bodily fluids like that. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's yeah. great. All my it's best great.
1: stories are are disgusting. I so. will say
0: you're definitely not the first one to tell a story like that. So um No, I'm an open book. <laughs> no and shame. if you're
1: hiker trash, like, you talk literally at dinner and you talk about poop. Exactly. It just is what happens.
0: It's just, it's just the way things go. So that's a, that's a great way to end it. That's a great way to end it. Um <laughs> This was awesome. Rocket. Thank you so much for coming on. Um Yeah. What, um what should we, what should we end this on? Why don't you go ahead and just, yeah. I mean, usually I'll, I'll ask what's next. I think it's pretty obvious what's next for you. I guess, I guess, is there anything that we didn't cover today that you feel like you should mention to the world, maybe about your PCT hike or just anything at all?
1: Oh, you know what, actually, I, I want to try to do a, um, like, when people hike for certain causes. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, I don't have a specific, like, you know, organization. So, if you have an organization that you would like me to fundraise for, and I'm thinking, like, maybe one or two. I'm a veteran, I love animals, and I love, like, outdoor therapy. Mm-hmm. So, I think if someone has an idea, an organization that they work with or know of that it like really could use a little bit of some recognition or some help. I would love to hike for their cause. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you're in luck because I have, we're, we're going to have to talk about this afterwards. Um, I, I have an idea for you. Um, and I think a lot of my listeners, especially the ones that have listened to a lot of the previous episodes probably know where I'm going with that, but, um, yeah, I've got a I've got a good friend. we'll, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. Because uh, okay, anyways, sounds great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Social media. Where can people go follow you and all that stuff? The the stuff you want to plug.
1: Oh man, they can send me carrier pigeons to one, two, three. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Julia Sheehan, and my YouTube channel is linked in the bio, so you can check out YouTube. You can just search Julia Sheehan; it should pop up. But that's pretty much all my avenues and. Thank you for becoming a part of my community and allowing me to make videos that people watch.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's going to do it. Rocket, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody listening. Peace out. Have a good one.